Hello, and welcome to this course on hardwiring happiness. In it, you will learn science-based practices to rewire your brain and bring about lasting change. Hi, my name is Dr. Shauna Shapiro, and it is a pleasure to be here with you. As a professor and scientist, I've spent the past 20 years studying the science of mindfulness and seen it transform thousands of lives. It changed my own life, bringing a greater joy and contentment than I knew possible. One of the greatest keys to happiness is simply noticing it. As Confucius says, everything has beauty, but not everyone sees it. So I'd like to begin by sharing a true story with you. One January morning at rush hour, in an arcade outside a Washington, D.C. subway station, a youthful man in jeans, a t-shirt, and baseball cap opened the instrument case he carried and took out a violin. He placed the case on the ground in the position universally understood to solicit donations and started to play. The man played for 43 minutes as commuters streamed past. Just another day in the life of an enterprising artist and time-pressed commuters, you might say. And in a way, it was. But this man wasn't just any struggling busker, playing valiantly away on a worn fiddle. It was internationally renowned violinist Joshua Bell. His performance included some of the most beautiful and difficult classical music written for the violin. And the fiddle was a 1713 Stradivarius, reportedly purchased by Bell for around $3.5 million. What happened next in this experiment has become well known when the story went viral on the internet and the original account in the Washington Post garnered a Pulitzer Prize. Of the 1,097 people who passed Bell that morning, just seven actually stopped to listen. And his take? $32.17. The nearby newsstand selling lotto tickets got more attention than the free concert being offered by a virtuoso who days earlier had played to a full house where listeners paid $100 per ticket. This experiment and its outcome pose important questions. How often do we miss the beauty directly in front of us? Are we in such a rush, living on automatic pilot, that there's no time left for joy? The magic of mindfulness is that it not only aids us in difficult times, it also magnifies life's inherent joy. Often, people think of mindfulness as only about stress management or a tool to help us face life's challenges. But surviving isn't thriving. So many of us have lost touch with the simple joys, the everyday magic that makes life meaningful. In fact, according to the Harris Happiness Poll, only one in three Americans report being very happy. This is troubling, especially since research shows that Being happier makes us healthier, more successful, and better citizens. Professors Julia Bohm and Sonia Lubernowski have conducted numerous studies comparing people with varying levels of happiness. Time and again, research shows that, compared with their less happy peers, happy people earn more money, display superior performance, and perform more helpful acts. Happy people also live longer, stay married longer, have fewer illnesses, and are more resilient. The good news 
is that we can harness the power of mindfulness to help us be happier. In this course, you will learn specific practices that can sculpt and strengthen your neural circuits and increase your happiness set point. I look forward to beginning this journey with you. And we'll begin by simply arriving. Our attention is our most valuable resource. And so when we begin any endeavor, it's important that we gather our attention here in this moment. So allow your eyes to close and just begin to focus your attention in your body. See if you can soften the body 5% more and rest your attention on the movement of breath flowing in and out. See if you can soften the jaw, soften the eyes, soften the forehead. And just feel how the breath is oxygenating the body with each inhale. Releasing any stress or tension with each exhale. And inviting in your intention. Why are you here? What is most important? It could be that you want more peace and ease in your life, more joy, more happiness. Something called you here. Trust that part of you. Listen to it. And then taking a moment to thank yourself for doing the hardest part, which is simply arriving. And as you're ready, taking a deeper breath in and out and allowing your eyes to open. Good. So let's begin. The first step to increasing happiness is understanding why happiness is so elusive. A major reason why happiness is so elusive is that we're surprisingly poor predictors of what makes us happy. For example, we may think that a vacation or more money or owning our dream house will make us happy, but more often than not, we're wrong. Marketers have made billions from our poor guesses. Nobel Prize winner Daniel Kahneman refers to this as poor affective forecasting. Decades of research have shown that changing our external circumstances doesn't make us happier. As Arthur Barbara DeAngelis writes, it's not rearranging things on the outside of your life that's going to make a permanent impact. It's rearranging things on the inside. Luckily, we can restructure our internal landscape through repeated practice. Through practices I will teach you, you can increase and deepen your happiness by re-architecting the very structure and fabric of your brain. A second reason happiness is often elusive is because evolution installed in our brain what psychologists refer to as a negativity bias. This describes the human tendency to focus more on the negative than on the positive. Over millions of years, our very survival depended on scanning our environment for danger. Our anxious ancestors, who fretted and worried about what lurked behind the bushes, 
they were the ones who survived. The mellow ones who wanted to pet the pretty lion, they didn't last long enough to pass on their genes. While our forebears' negativity bias was beneficial in the face of physical danger, it wreaks havoc on us today by creating this unbalanced focus on the negative. Often, we gloss over positive experiences or miss them entirely. For example, when you get an annual review at work, what do you remember most? The five points of praise or the one criticism? As Rick Hansen says, the brain is like Velcro for bad experiences and Teflon for the good ones. In this course, we will learn science-based practices that will explicitly help you cultivate positive emotions, enhance inner resources, and grow our happiness. We'll end each session with a gold nugget or a key takeaway. Again, according to Danny Kahneman, the Nobel-winning psychologist, we remember the peak and the end of experiences. So it's important to end each session by choosing our most memorable peak. So take a moment and just reflect on what were the key teachings in this session. Maybe that we can change our happiness through practice, or that we're poor predictors of what does make us happy, or that we can counterbalance our inherent negativity bias. So take a moment and perhaps writing down your one key takeaway, encoding it in your long-term memory. And then just offering yourself gratitude for dedicating your time to these practices, to cultivating greater happiness. Feel the wholesomeness of spending our time in this way. Feel your own good heart. And trust that the seeds we are planting will continue to grow. I look forward to continuing with you in our next session.